You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Jim. Stay with us after today's podcast for an exclusive preview of my audiobook. Here's a program from our archives. For a community of Jews who trace their origins to Syria, this song marks the weekly observance of the Sabbath, a 24-hour period of rest and communal worship. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. We're now hearing... The song Yahid Ram, which is sung on the Sabbath afternoon during the time which is the premier occasion for music making among Syrian Jews. Kay Kaufman Chalamet is a professor of music and chair of the Department of Music at Harvard University. This is a domestic ceremony. It's within the home. People sit around the table, primarily the men, and they sing. The Sabbath, which is, of course, from Friday evening until Saturday evening at sunset, is a time for rest. It's a time for ritual observance. And it's a time for people coming together in the home over the meal and after the meal on Saturday to sing. On the Sabbath, there's no playing of instruments, and the music we're listening to was recorded on another day. But during the Sabbath, this song unites its singers in a single voice, a single religious and cultural tradition. The purpose of the song Yahid Ram is to get this occasion going, to get it off to a rousing start, to have people together raise their banner and listen to their voices, as the words of the song say. And in this way, Syrian Jews mark off the temporal cycle. They mark each week through the singing of songs, and this highlights and ties one week to the next. You've been listening to a program from our archives. Hey, check out our website, PulsePlanet.com, for news of my latest project. It's a novel. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. As promised, here's an excerpt from Sacred Mounds, my first novel, a work of historical fiction and magical realism. It was a new experience to spend time with a man who was indifferent to her appearance, but deeply interested in her. What gave her pleasure? What was she afraid of? What animal did she identify with? She famously loved stories, and after a bit of coaxing, he began to recount some of the tales that he knew. Like many stinkards, Sky Fisher was Raccoon, the singer's clan, He possessed a fine voice worthy of a song carrier. The songs of their people were given like family heirlooms from father to son, mother to daughter, one song carrier to another. There were songs of victories, songs to soothe crying babies, confound an enemy, lighten a heart, and bring rainstorms. There were songs to call in game for hunters and songs to let the dead know that they were not forgotten. Skyfisher could make up a song as easily as a spider spins a web. I listen, and it sings itself, he confided. 
He leaned his head back and let out a long, low note, as if the voice behind the wind was his voice, too, giving breath to a song that was being sung all the time. Tell Me a Story became a child again, woven into the fabric of words and sounds. You are soft, inside a secret. You are panther with claws. And he growled and purred, morphing the purr into a yawn. I'm so tired, he said, mimicking Tommy's story's voice, stretching and scratching himself like a she-cat. He licked his shoulder, nuzzling Telmia's story until she scratched the back of his neck. And then he rolled away, stood up, rubbed his eyes, and stood squinting. Now where did I put those leaves? A low, raspy voice. Skyfisher hunched over, assuming the posture of deep thunder, one of their healers, as he poked on the ground, looking for something. Ah, here they are. Miming the old man, smelling and chewing the leaves, bending over and blasting out a prodigious fart, worthy of his name, keeping his dignity intact while sniffing as if someone else was responsible for the noxious odor. Tell me a story laughed so hard she cried, and then just kept on crying, her body shaking with sobs. The near rape had shamed and enraged her, a knot inside she couldn't unravel, and with the help of this gentleman, she gradually became herself again. Over the coming weeks and months, she felt the growing tendrils of attachment. Skyfisher rarely spoke of his own past. Tell me a story knew he was obsessed with the sacred place visiting it covertly at night, He kept that part of his life a secret even after their marriage, an event which had been tolerated by her parents. Skyfisher was Michimichigupe, the caste he was obliged to marry into, although as a blind song carrier he was not considered a prime catch by her family. Still, they did not object, considering that Telmia's story had always shown so little interest in marriage. Most mornings, Whenever Skyfisher spent the night on the hill, he would return home, silent and saddened. If she asked him about it, all he would say was that he could not say anything at all. Even so, she could sense his disappointment, but Skyfisher refused to let her into his own forbidden ground. Seeing him stumble down the hill in such a strange, pathetic state, tell me a story regretted the secrecy. Something had transpired on the mound, and she had no idea what to do about it. She took her husband by the hand, treating him for the first time as though he was truly blind. Leading him through the woods, avoiding the well-traveled path, they came to a secluded spot on the river which snaked around the western side of the village. A cold-water bath was in order, a blanket wrap, and then back home. Outside the hut, A fire was burning, surrounded by a circle of stones. She sat him on one of the stones and rubbed his shoulder through the blanket. He was like a child in a trance. On impulse, she began to sing, as he would have done for her. Can the sky spirit see the sparks from this fire, leaping into the air like wishes? One day I will carry our baby. And people will see what a beautiful child 
we have made. They will be jealous of our love, brighter than the fire, higher than the sparks. Tears welled in her eyes. She brought Skyfisher's hand up to touch them as they coursed down her cheeks. Where are you? she asked. He shook his head in a song of silence. Thanks for listening. To order Sacred Mounds in print or audio, visit sacredmoundsnovel.com. That's sacredmoundsnovel.com.